Yes, dear friends, that shamanistic music presages yet another episode of Crystal Silence League Hour, brought to you by LMC Radio Network, broadcasting live from Knoxville, Tennessee, from the St. Germain Mansion in North Knoxville. Well, this week we're going to investigate an unlimited source of power that can be yours. Believe it or not, it's true. Why don't you come back in just a minute, get yourself a hot beverage, because it's cold outside, um, rejoin us and um, we'll, we'll investigate this uh, phenomenon and be back. The Right Reverend St. Germain has entered the building once again, um, bearing in hand crystal ball and coffee cup. That should be put on my tombstone. Uh, <laughs> buried here with crystal ball in one hand, coffee cup in the other. Uh, well, this week we're going to explore an interesting topic, that magnificent power, the one that, that we all talk about um, in New Thought. And uh, what is this power? Well, we're going to talk about that in just a little bit, and, because this is the Crystal Silence League. And for those of you who don't know, the Crystal Silence League was founded around 1917 by a remarkable man, um, Claude Alexander Conlon, who, after a career in show business, um, found, founded the Crystal Silence League for the purpose of distributing positive prayer and affirmation for all those in need of such. And um, when he passed into the silence around 1954 or so, he took the league with him until around 2009. It was reborn in cybernetic form by adepts of the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. And now you can find it at www.crystalsilenceleague.org. People actually write that down. I say it's the Crystal Silence League organization, crystalsilenceleague.org. Easy enough. It's like John St. Germain. How do you find me? Well, johnsg.org. And say, wait, wait, what is that? johnsg.org or johnsg.com. You know, johnsaintgermain.com, johnsg.com. That's how you find me. And um, you can also find my church, which is the sister church of um, of, of, of um, Missionary Independent Spiritual Church, which is Divine Harmony Spiritual Church at divineharmonyspiritualchurch.com. And uh, it is a multi-denominational church, um, which means everybody's welcome through the door. Um, you can be Christian, you can be Buddhist, you can be Jewish, you can be Islam, you can be Zoroastrian, you can be uh, touched by the noodly appendage of the flying spaghetti monster, you can be atheist, you can be agnostic, you can be undecided. You can be any of the many spectrum of gender identifications. I don't even know how to name them all now. I don't care who you are. As long as you have a good heart, you're welcome through the doors of the church. We do not judge you. And the best part is, even if you have a bad heart, if you're looking for healing of your anger and your hatred and your prejudice, you're welcome. As long as you're looking for healing of such. This is the part. This is the best part of a non-denominational or multi-denominational church. We, we don't press our beliefs upon you, as long as you don't press your beliefs upon us. 
And this is one of the wondrous things about this. Uh, I am personally ordained in unity, which is a branch of new thought. People wonder about that. I, I don't have one of the you know $25 ordinations. I actually studied um, um, divine science and divine thought and uh, was ordained in unity. It, it was a, uh, a 16-month course I took. And um, um, my doctorate also, Doctor of Divinity, is also in unity. I was ordained by the right Reverend uh, Dr. Charles Scott, uh, a mentor of mine. So, um, um, ordination is a very uh, serious and important thing. I know there are people who got internet uh, uh, degrees so they can so they could preside over the marriage of their friends and brothers. And I'd like to caution you about this because in some states, an ordination is not enough to preside over a marriage ceremony. You must also have a letter in good standing of your church and also be licensed and registered with the county clerk's office. Otherwise, you cannot officiate a marriage. And I'll tell you that in many southern states, this is a requirement, um, and many other non-southern states, it's a requirement. So there are a lot of people walking around today who are not officially married. It is not enough to have the marriage license. It must be officiated by someone who is um, licensed to do so. Sometimes an ordination is enough. It is in some states. In some states, you must also be registered with the state. That's just a word of warning for those of you who think, well, man, I'm, I'm going to get a mail-order ordination and hang out my shingle to uh, perform marriages. Well, check the laws of your state. I've had to warn a lot of people uh, who are ordained through Universal Life Church, for instance, that you may not be uh, require, you may not be registered enough to, uh, or qualified enough to do that. You are in some states. That's enough. You just have to have that paper in your hand and be registered with a home church. And they do have a brick and mortar church. Um, you know they do. They're a fine organization, provide a good service. Um, but some people just think it's a goof to get or, ordinated and uh, or ordained, and uh, you know so they can marry their marry their <laughs> marry their cousin. <laughs> and isn't that isn't that creepy? Um, but you know there you go. Um, and by the way, it's not illegal to marry your cousin. You know that's perfectly legal. And for those of you who may have done that, again, we do not judge you here at Divine Harmony Spiritual Church or Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. You are fine to marry whoever you want to um, within the letter of the law or outside. You know who are we to judge tonight? It is our custom, as always, to read aloud many prayers of the uh, Crystal Silence League. We get well over 100, sometimes hundreds of prayers each week. Prayer is always free. You can go post. You can also buy books from us. We have books by our founder, Mr. Claude Conlon, and also by me, Reverend John St. Germain. My book, Crystal Magic, um, Divination, uh, uh, Spellwork, and Healing uh, Through the Use of Gemstones and Crystals. You can buy them uh, also from... Crystal Silence League. You can buy them from Lucky Mojo Curio Company and from your local uh, magic shop if you want to. And um, uh, prayer is always free. You can also join the organization and get added benefits and post prayers. And if you post a prayer, people will pray for you. Lots of people will pray for you. And uh, prayer is often answered. Um, people often ask us, how come God doesn't answer all of our prayers? And I'll tell you that uh, God does answer all prayers, but sometimes the answer is no. And sometimes the answer is not now. So we, we have to just learn that sometimes there's a plan we don't understand, and sometimes things happen that we don't understand why. So we just have to accept this, that it's not always spirits see further down the road than we do, and they understand things that we don't understand. It's just simple as that. You know, sometimes what we want is not in our best interest and not in the best interest of everybody. So let us look at some of our prayers. Let's look at our uh, stone of the week, which is black sapphire. And I want to tell you, these are very pretty stones and excellent for scrying purposes. And I'm just going to give you one word about the bl black sapphire, mediumship. And if you're working on communication with those who have passed beyond... Uh, black sapphire is an excellent stone. It's not inexpensive, um, but it's not prohibitively expensive. Very good for mediumship. And um, 
So you, you take this stone and you, you can hold it. You can put it in a holder and you can put a candle uh, in front of it. Don't look directly through it into the candle because this has strong mag magnifying, but you put it off to the side a little bit and you'll look at the candle flame and you will see through uh, the indirect method um, or the, uh, the, the uh, spirits and it will, it will open uh, the third eye and the crown chakra and help you uh, see spirits. It's supposed to be a very grounding stone because of its black color, but grounding, grounding is a waste of the sapphire energy. Um, it, it is very good for mediumship. Now, if you make an elixir of it, you can drop it in, in the water, let it steep. Um, being a black and uh, mediumistic stone, steep it in moonlight and uh, remove it add a few drops of brandy to preserve the water and you can drink this and you can before you do a mediumistic session rub it on the crown chakra the third eye chakra and at the base of the skull behind your neck where your neck joins your skull uh, this is believed to be the area where uh, visions of of specters the uh, the area of spectral detection and divination you can also anoint your tools of spectral divination if you're um, attempting ghost hunting um, or spirit communication with this elixir. Now, that's a handy tip, isn't it, for the, you ghost buster types, you ghost heckler types. Um, and that's the black sapphire. So uh, I, I do indeed hope you uh, you enjoyed that. Through upping the game on my show, I have a little segue music between my crystals and my prayers. You see this? You thought you tuned in to the old uh, ragtag crystal silence league hour. We got we got new music and everything. Um, it's been my custom since we started the show to read aloud some of the many prayers we get. It'd be dysfunctional to read them all. We'd have to have a six-hour show, and they post even as um, even if they're looking at the page, there's new prayers posted. Uh, so I'm just going to read aloud a few of them, and I invite you, our listeners to um, read along with me. I want to make sure I'm still on. Yeah, it's still on here. Okay. Um, we only have a few people in chat tonight. Sometimes we have a whole lot of people in chat, and I'm hoping as the evening progresses, some of you can drop in. I also want to remind you, I have a call-in number. I have a call-in number. And if you want to call in and ask me a question, you can. And that call-in number is 657 383 0525, and you press 1, and a little window will here pop up, and uh, I don't have assistants and other fancy things like the other co-hosts, like all the other shows have. It's just me, and I, by golly, I'll pop that microphone, and you can talk to me, and you can ask questions, or you can say, uh, uh, Reverend St. Germain, I enjoy your show, or you can say, Reverend St. Germain, I think you're a jerk, or whatever you like to do, but you can you can actually call into this show like you can all the other shows and um, give us your thoughts, your questions, etc. And you know, I also do readings. So if you say, oh my God, it's Valentine's Day and nobody nobody sent me flowers and I'm sitting here all alone. How, how come why this is, Reverend St. Germain? I'll cut my cards and tell you. So you can do this. You can call one six five seven three eight three zero five two five, And this is the... Uh, you know, anytime you like to do that, you can do that. You can call this here, um, this here show. One time I gave out the host call in. That's the one that I call in to do the show. I gave it out by accident, and people were trying to call in and log in. They say, "Oh, it says it wants a password and all this stuff." And I said, "Well, you know, that's because I'm an idiot and I gave you the wrong number." But let's read some prayers, why don't we? And um, and don't call me while I'm doing prayers. You know, for God's sake, I'm, I got I got to pray here. You know, I got to do some prayer warrior here. So don't call me while I'm doing prayers. Wait till I'm through, and please join me in prayers for the following people, because when people post on our website. Most of these people are in dire situations, and you know we got we got to help them. So here we go. Um, I only use the prayer ID, prayer ID number five eight four 
1-800-799-9999. And it says, DL cannot be the foster parent for my children. Thy will be done. Please let me win this case and have my parental rights restored. Father God, Mother Ozna, please don't let them terminate my parental rights. You see my heart and know my frustration. It was not your plan for D to be their foster parent. I know you will make a way out of this. Thy will be done. Amen. And we have prayer ID number 58498, who says, Please pray that my nine-year-old attracts and keeps friends easily everywhere he goes. Everyone accepts and loves him. Everyone is warm and loving to him. Everyone treats him with kindness, dignity, and respect. May he overcome any obstacles in his path easily. May he be surrounded with love and kindness. Amen. And prayer ID number 58497. Please let MB wise up and come home to his wife and kids. Let him see he's made a big mistake and his family is willing to forgive him. Amen. And prayer ID number 58496. I appreciate all prayers for myself and my family. Early January, I asked for prayers regarding our housing and finance. Since then, we were evicted and presently living with family. I'm still working but praying for non-minimum wage job. I believe everything happens for a reason. and just praying God will show up like never before in our housing and financial situation. I'm embarrassed and don't like being a burden to others. I'm a single mother of two and trying to stay encouraged. May you know, may she be helped. You know, may, may a miracle occur for her. Amen. Prayer ID number 58495. Lord, please allow D and his family to soften their hearts toward me. Please heal their hearts and forgive me for all the wrongs that I have done. Allow them to see that my intention is to love them and care for them unconditionally. Lord, please whisper to them to give me one last chance. That way I can prove myself to them and the love of my life. Please, Lord, give me one last chance to right my wrongs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Prayer ID number 58494. Please, gods and spirits, pray my ex, who I'm still talking to, deletes Tinder and focuses on us. Please, gods and spirits, let him realize he's making a mistake by downloading this app. Amen. Tinder has broken up more marriages than uh, Sally, Jesse, Raphael back in the days. Prayer ID number 58493. Please pray for the love of my life to come back to me. I miss this man so much, and I love him with every fiber of my being. Please pray that all obstacles that are keeping us apart be removed, and for this wonderful man and I to be together, I know that this man is my soulmate. Please pray for us. Amen. Prayer ID number 58492. Lord, please hasten to me the work that satisfies healthy, fun, joyous interactions with the people around me while we all make money as we learn and grow. Amen. That's a good one. Prayer ID number 58490. Asking for prayers and having a healthy relationship with my lover and best friend. We have seen better days, but at this time I'm asking that you pray for my family, reuniting and eye-opening. Amen. This is an interesting one. Prayer ID number 58489. Good morning. Will you pray for blocks to be removed that would prevent the guy in the white car and myself from a relationship? Thank you. Amen. Prayer ID number 58488. I'm asking that you pray for me with life itself. There are times when I just don't understand or know what to do. Amen. Prayer ID number 58486. I have the deadly flu. I'm horribly sick. Pray for me. I've been so sick. Blessing and prayers to you. Amen. Sister, I feel for you. I had that last week. That's why we didn't have the show. That's the worst thing. It shut down this entire city. All the schools were closed. My little girl had it. Then I had it. Now my wife has it. And it is a terrible flu. Man, it just knocks you out. May you get well. Amen. Prayer ID number 58485. Please pray for me and my family that we find a home and peace from chaos. We moved across the country in hopes of a new start, but we've yet to find a home. We live with my sister-in-law and her husband, who have very wicked, selfish hearts. 
we just need some help now. She told us that we have to leave in two weeks. Oh, my goodness. Please pray for our safe passage. Amen. And let's find... There's about six prayers by the same people. Prayer ID number 58470. Please pray for my very sick son, and I also pray that he will not be held and sent back home. I pray that he may become invisible to the law. Amen. And prayer ID number 58467, peace and calm in my house. My son is out of control. Amen. Prayer ID number 58465. Prayers for my mother. May she have healing, great health, and relief from arthritis pain. May she have a long life filled with more joy, love, and happiness with dignity, independence, abundance, and prosperity. Thank you and blessed be. Amen. And this one more, 58464. May my brother have peace, hope, and courage for his upcoming surgery on his abdominal aneurysm. May the doctors be successful in the operation with excellent results. May he have fast recovering healing. Amen. Blessed be. Let's have a moment of prayer and silence for everyone who needs such and for the world in general. And hallelujah, we're back. That's right, I did not run off. Um, so here we go. Um, we're going to talk tonight about this great power, and I'm going to ask you to do just one thing for me. This is the one thing right now, a very simple thing. I'd like you to take a deep breath. I'd like you to let it out. And as you do that, I'm going to let you know that what you've just done, you have experienced this wonderful and great power of which I speak because this great power, this energy that I'm talking to you about, this wonderful and unlimited power, is that very thing you've breathed it in and you've let it out. This power is incremental to the very existence. It's in everything we know of. When scientists look at the very smallest particle of existence, when we look through telescopes at the very vast expanse of the universe, we're looking at that power. Every religion, every science, Every endeavor of mankind has attempted in its own way to express this inexpressible power. When we build icons of saints, when we develop religious systems, when we carve science, a scientific model, we're attempting to capture a thin sliver of this power. 
and all of this power is invisible. It is nonetheless powerful. Just as when you breathe, it's invisible, and yet it's the very life force that keeps you going. You blow on your hand, it's invisible. Multiply that a million times and you have a Hurricane Katrina. This power is invisible, and yet it's infinitely power, infinitely powerful. Now, the foolishness of this is when we debate how we express this power. Some call this power God. Some call this power Allah. Zoharosta. Some call this power the divine mind, is a new thought. Some call this power um, the universal mind. Some call it the flying spaghetti monster, let's say. We carve little statues of saints. When we're venerating the saints, we're venerating manifestations of this power. When we talk about Buddha nature, we're talking about manifestations of this power. And I'm going to tell you that when we talk about God, we're talking about manifestations of this power. And what I'm going to ask you to do, just for a little while, is set aside your preconceptions of God. Set them aside. Don't abandon them, but set them aside. Now, your preconceptions of God, as you've been taught, may be positive. They may be negative. But I'm going to ask you to set them aside for now. You know, maybe when you think of God... You get a warm and fuzzy feeling. This is you know, your old-time religion. Set them aside. Maybe you had God shoved down your throat, you know, rammed down your throat with a ramrod. Set him aside. Because what I'm going to ask you to do is think of God not as personality, but as a law. I want you to think of God as a law, even a set of laws. Now, I do not believe that many of the fundamental laws that we have attempted to capture under the umbrella of God are contained in the systems of theology that are given to us today, that are delivered from the pulpit, that are delivered by the likes of Joel Osteen, Billy Graham, Reverend Ike, name it. We have hundreds of people giving us sermons that give us a glimpse of this possible power. And I will tell you that these people whom I choose to call religionists look very foolish to me. Now, because what they promise you is that everything is going to be right later. What I'm telling you is that everything is going to be right now, here and now. And all of the power and manifestation of your hopes and dreams and desires will come to you right now if you learn these simple laws. It would be impossible to common sense that all the various attempts to express the inexpressible that we call religions to be true at the same time. This would be impossible. And there are people that say, well, they all fundamentally say the same. No, they do not. To anyone who's actually studied all the various religious schools that know they do not say all the same things, if this were true, we would not be arguing about them all the time. They cannot. And so the mighty creative force of this power, and this is what I'm going to tell you this law is. This is the very first fundamental truism I am going to tell you is that this law is creation. This is the law of creation. When I speak of the God law, when I speak of God, I'm telling you this is the creative force. When you breathe in, when you breathe out, this is the creative force. This is the life essence. And this is a mighty law, and it is immutable, and it does not change to suit the opinions of any one person. This is, this is from immemorial time. It's as old as the universe. The universe has always been here. And so has this creative force. Now, I understand that there's a lack in your life. There's lack in my life. And this lack makes us unhappy. 
And in that void, we can bring in this creative force. And you do you understand that walking on this earth, 99 and 9 tenths of everybody lives in fear and wanting and lacking. Did you Did you not hear these prayers? I understand this. Now, I am going to tell you step by step over the next few months this power that new thought understood existed and they they culled this from the religions of the world this mighty spiritual force which they call the divine mind which many people call God that many many people have tapped into not only to change their lives but in many cases to change the world now, in this scary, scary world, fear is the most common motive. I wish I could tell you love was. I wish I could tell you love conquers all, but it's fear. I know this. I know this in my practice. Everyone, everyone that calls me is afraid of something. They're afraid they're going to be alone. They're afraid they're going to be poor. They're afraid they're dying. They're afraid that they're powerless. 99 and 9 tenths. Very rarely does anybody ever call me and say, Reverend St. Germain, everything is fine with me. Everyone, everyone is afraid. Fear is the most common motive. And what I'm going to teach you is the power of this first law. And if you learn to use this law, you will understand that you don't have to be afraid again. If you have desire in you for something, you understand that what you desire for exists somewhere. Do you understand this? This is the first law. If you desire something, if you desire something, what you desire is out there somewhere. You can't desire something that doesn't exist. Now, what you have to understand is that we're talking about the spiritual realm. That's where this power exists, and it is an unseen realm. That does not mean it lacks power. Electricity is very powerful. You can't see electricity. Put the guy in the electric chair. Pull the switch. Stick your finger in a light socket. Powerful. Again, blow on your hand. Multiply that 100,000 times. You got Katrina. Powerful. Now, you want to try to understand how the, the how the nuts and bolts and the whys of this law I'm about to tell you about. Just set it aside for now. You will understand it. Now, People ask, does this law work? Yes. I can – this is a, a documented law, you understand. And this is why I get irritated with preachers. I say, Jesus raised the dead. The Bible's full of miracles. And people ask, tell me these things. I say, well, you know, if this stuff works, let me see you raise the dead. Let me see you walk across water. Okay, you show me someone who's done it. Show me documentation other than Jesus. Now – by faith, you might believe Jesus walked across water and raised the dead. Show me someone else who did. I can show you documentation of people who put this law to work and cured sickness, went from $0 to $100,000, who doctors said they'll never walk again, and they got up and walked. I can show you documentation. All right? Not something that was written 3,000 years ago. Not something that was written... 2,000 years ago, something that happened last week, I can show you documentation that this worked. Okay? Not something that some guy on television is telling you happened in a book that was written 3,000 years ago. Something that worked. Something that put money in your pocket, put a house over your head, put health in your body, made a difference. Documentation. This is what I'm talking about. And it's not blasphemy, it's God. But it's God as law, not God as personality. Now, you must suspect that such a thing exists, or you wouldn't be listening to the show. I know it exists. I've proven it exists. You suspect it does, and you will prove it to yourself. Now, if you've experimented with it, with, with new thought, with divine mind, then you've begun to understand it exists too. But I want you to literally believe in the existence of this living God force. You've got to experiment with it. Now, every morning, 
this is a very simple exercise. Every morning, just get up <coughs> and breathe. Now, that seems a simple thing. You breathe automatically, but be conscious of your breath. Now, usually when we think, and, and in divine thought, thinking is very important. What we think manifests in reality. What we think manifests in reality. That is the very first thing you have to understand. What we think manifests in reality. Believe this. So when a thought goes in our head, it is an electrical impulse. It mostly Most of our thoughts have no power. They're just random thoughts. They're noticing the world. But if, a, if the same thought is repeated a sufficient number of times, what we know is that it creates physical change in the brain. It carves channels in the very structure of the brain. The synapses and neurons of the brain change. So do this. Do this for me. Do it for yourself. I want you to make this experiment. The first thing you do, get up and breathe. Get up. Deep breaths. Let it out. Fill your lungs with breath. Now, even if you know you don't do anything but that, that's good for you. It enriches your blood. It energizes your body. And I want you to say, I believe in the power of the living God. And what you're saying, if, if the word God offends you because of what has happened, I believe in the power of the living universe. I believe in the power of the divine mind. I believe in the power I believe in the force. Or, I believe in myself. But I want you to do this and repeat it with great conviction 10 times, 20 times, 100 times, according to whatever it takes before you believe it. Then get on your feet, stand up and project it out there Tell, tell the universe and say it now. You can say it out loud, or you know, people in your family won't think you're crazy. You know, if, if you know if you live with a bunch of people, they're going to look at you and say, "What the hell's wrong with you? Are you crazy?" Uh, but you can say it in your mind. But the more you think this, you're going to carve circuits in your brain, and the the circuits of your brain, being electrical in nature, are going to start to channel this force. Uh, trust me on this. Now. The more times you repeat it, the more definite and tangible the results, what we think manifests in reality. Now, you now you will find that your attitude begins to change. You'll be happier. This is just a simple exercise, and that's all we're going to do now. You know, we'll, we'll do more later. But we will start programming conscious mind, then unconscious mind. Now, I said earlier... If you desire something, there's an object that matches that desire. This is called the law of correspondence. What we do is take that desire, match it with that object, and bring them together. And don't you think, um, don't you think this is what Jesus meant when he said, according to your faith, be it unto you? But faith in your head, intellectual faith, will do you no good. That will do you no good. That's part of programming your mind, of course. But the faith we're talking about is faith in the spiritual realm, the invisible realm. So what we have to do is take it out of head space and put it into heart space. We've got to take it out of head and put it into feeling. So as we intellectualize, and there's a lot of intellectualization, believe me, we, we intellectualize, and this is where I think law of attraction people get it wrong. They, they repeat affirmations like a mantra, you know, I will, I will have this, I will have this. They get that part right, but you've got to take it from your head space into your heart space. And this is where you have to really feel this. You have to really feel this. This is where belief and faith come in. And belief and faith is something that's cultivated. And this is where we have to take this idea that there is a living God force. But remember, not a personality. This is, we're talking about laws. These are laws. These are manifestations of the universe. This is why science can study this. Science say these are natural laws. Yes, they are. These are natural laws. We're going further. These are natural laws of a spiritual nature. 
there's a spiritual aspect to these natural laws that we can grab and we can take them and we can shake them and we can hold on to them and we can ride them and we can use them and we can take them into our uh, into ourselves and you know there's no limit to what can be done the wonder workers of yesteryear they you know they could levitate and fly and they could um, control the weather and do all sorts of things because nobody told them they couldn't um they they cultivated these uh, amazing things and there are still people that do that they don't they just don't walk around you know do, doing this they're they're in secluded places and um i i know i know there are people like this you know i i don't know how i can convince you of that but i know there are people like this and um so um i know there these um these amazing laws are um quite possible now um if you can grasp in mind this picture that I'm trying to paint for you, that there's an unseen realm of spirit with this vast power um, that is a living, conscious, vital power that is comprised of every thought, every living, conscious thought that has ever been thought, um, a network and that this is what we think of when we're trying to grasp the concept of God and saints and angels. Um, and we make um, icons of these and religions out of these and magical beings out of these, um, which are all true in a very small truth, you know, truth of the T. Um, where, where I take exception is when someone says, this is truth of the big T. My truth is better than your truth. And I'm going to tell you that as you develop these exercises and you cultivate these awarenesses, you're going to see that 99% of the people around you are walking around half asleep. My dear friend uh, Ron Martin Shanks wrote a book called Wake Up, where he was talking about how people walk around half asleep. And this may maybe this applies to you, maybe it doesn't. Maybe you've walked along the road of awareness, but um, if you don't have any suspicion of this dynamic God as law energy that's waiting at your disposal, you're you're on an exciting journey. Um, there's a very limited physical sphere and an infinite spiritual sphere. You might be afraid of dying because you live in the physical sphere. When you live in the spiritual sphere, there's no fear of death. Death can't touch you. There's no place for death to enter. Uh, when you see superstition uh, that's passing itself off as knowledge of God, um, you you dismiss it. You, 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 you know the difference between superstition and real spiritual law. Uh, Yet there's some truth to that superstition. You'll, you see that there's some semblance of truth to that superstition um, behind that mythos or that legend. There is some some truth, but you understand that it's a very it's like it's like fairy tales told to kids and to prepare them for something higher. And you will be so happy when you start. Um, Doing this, I can tell you so many stories. I can tell you so many stories about people who who have uh, called me out of control of their life, just out of control, miserable, uh, because their desires were very small, and uh, you know they they wanted a boyfriend, they wanted a girlfriend, they wanted uh, a better job, and then they started doing these exercises that we're going to talk about, and they realized that these are very small desires. And they went for greater desires. They want, they wanted to understand the the God laws and the uh, the law of creativity and how to create these great things in their lives. And they got the boyfriend, they got the girlfriend, um, they got the better job. But they understood that there was a lot more to it than that. And um, so I've seen people go from nothing to richness. To go from nothing to bringing love in their life, and that was just the beginning. That was just—I mean—in in 18 months, 
in two years, um, their lives are utterly changed. And uh, and truly, I, I know somebody said, well, you know, 18 months is a long time. What's that compared to the rest of your life? So what we're talking about here is the power of utter creativity, the power of utter creation. That's the first law that what we call God is the power of creation. And it says so in the Bible. This is what God did. We are talking about the creative manifestation. And if you learn to do this, if you learn to bring this creative manifestation into yourself, and you know, quit thinking of this as a personality, uh, which is what has happened in, in the mythos, that this is a personality and personalities, um, and quit praying to a person or a personality and start grasping this as a, as a key to which you can open doors, you are going to go so far with this that you'll be gobsmacked at the potential of it. And this is what has driven many people crazy because this force is not good. This force is not bad. You understand? This force is a force. This power is a power. It's just power. It's neither good nor bad. And there have been people who have manifested this power in this world, this creative force in this world, in a way that was harmful. Just think of some very powerful people. I could give you a list of names. And this is why sometimes this force has not been named God or Allah or Zoroaster. Sometimes this force has been named the evil one, you know, Shaitan, Satan. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that uh, Troll Tower, Towelhead isn't here to defend the name of Satan, but um, they have it, you know, uh, Cthulhu. Sometimes the force is named Cthulhu, uh, you know, the dark one, the other side, the dark side of the force, you know, sometimes. But it's the same power. It's the same law, the law of manifestation, the law of creativity. And as we go further into this, uh, like next week, we are uh, going to do further exercises. Now, I'm, I'm going to make this uh, these series of lessons. I'm going to uh, wrap them up as manuscripts and uh, make them uh, available um, on my website down, as downloadable lessons. And we'll, uh, I don't know how many it will be, probably about 25 or so. And I will um, um, make them downloadable, and you can download them and take them with further exercises and take them in your own course. Now, the one thing I do want to impress upon you is that it's utterly up to you. It's utterly up to you. And Mr. Conlon said the same thing, our founder in the Crystal Silence League. It's utterly up to you. You have a choice. Uh, in one of his books he wrote, you can waste your life on indulgences. You know, you can sate yourself with alcohol and drugs and uh, uh, overindulgence in sex and uh, uh, pleasures and spend all. You know, now you'd spend all your time watching TV and being on Facebook, arguing with people, or you can devote your life to understanding this spiritual force and uh, develop this power. Um, but as long as we under, as, as long as we think that. God is a is a personality who rewards us for being good and punishes us for being bad. We're going to live uh, within a very limited circle of fear. And if fear motivates us, we won't have love, we won't have power, we won't have this. But what we have right now, and what I want to leave you with with this, is that there's this creative force that we call God and many other names, which is creative law. It's all around us, within us, above us, below us. It permeates everything. And its sole reason for existence is for the fulfillment of your every justified desire. Now, I don't want to encourage you to have <laughs> evil desire. For your every justified and honorable desire. Every desire that is fueled by right intention, good intention. Now, all success and happiness 
that you've ever wanted in your life can be created from this power because, and this is this is the beautiful thing about this, it's already there. It is already there. All you got to do, match desire to object. Because remember, we're talking about spiritual objects as well as material. And for every desire, there's an object. There's happiness, wealth, prosperity, luck. It's already there. You just have to match the desire to the object. Like two magnets coming together. Now, um, regardless of what your religious or spiritual persuasions are, that's none of my business. I don't care. This will still work. But just understand, your choice. You are the master here. And if you still want to go to church, you can. If you want to um, practice your religious beliefs, you can. This will not interfere with it. And if you find that it is an opposition of your religion, I'll be glad to talk to you about it. And uh, say our phone lines will be open. You can call me up and say, well, you know, I, I practice. Uh, I'm a Southern Baptist. How does this, uh, you know, I find it, it may, it may be a little bit making me uncomfortable here. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about it. And we'll see if we can reconcile that. Um, there are many writers on this topic. Um, William Walker Atkinson and uh, Claude Alexander Conlon both tried to avoid uh, religious trappings in their writings. And uh, they, they were very... Uh, they were very... Uh, careful about this, and um, um, Atkinson, in fact, wrote in, uh, <laughs> in many different pseudonyms, including uh, um, uh, Swami's, um, um, uh, including as a Swami um, at some point, and he uh, um, uh, to reach all manner of people. He wrote under pseudonyms and. Um, uh, in different languages and all kinds of things, different uh, lexiconography, just so he could reach different people. And uh, so, um, one of the things he he was really good at was doing these um, these different um, um, different types of uh, languages. Now, um, I- I'll tell you that he was very good at this um, uh, this type of things, and he. He shrouded his um, writings in a scientific um, language. He, he was very up on the science of his time, which was around the 1920s. And uh, at this time, there was uh, the very germ of quantum theory and all these other uh, um, um, all these other theories in Buddhism. It just hit America, and he was he was very much into this. Um, um, so um, he he integrated this a lot into his work. Uh, the idea was that he wanted to get away from a lot of the mysticism and religion that was uh, he felt affecting uh, a lot of the th- new thought and um, theosophy and things like that that were um, that were causing this. So um, um, so he was talking a lot about cosmic will. And and the divine mind and the idea he thought was you match your thought to an existing thought in the mind of the cosmic will. For instance, there's a great vortex of prosperity, and you match your thought of prosperity to the vortex of prosperity in the cosmic will or divine mind, and um, it would amplify it. So there's a union between your individual will um, to the cosmic will and uh, because of this uh, link between my thoughts of prosperity let's say and the great giant thoughts of prosperity in the cosmic mind uh, my thoughts of prosperity would be amplified a million times um, and um, so um, you enter this mystic plane of, of great uh, manifestation um, so um because of this, the concept of I, you know, myself, is linked to a template of a perfect I, which exists in the cosmic mind, or the divine mind. You know, again, we're talking about concepts trying to express the inexpressible. 
So there's a perfect me, a perfect you uh, that has everything. Imagine like a perfect everything. And we bring about that union between the flawed self, you know, which right now is sitting at a desk talking to you, with this perfect self and create a union. Um, and then um, you, um, you know, I think if you did this all at once, you'd probably go insane. You you wouldn't be able to deal with it. Um, um, and uh, William William Walker Atkinson. I want to type this into my chat room here. Um, is uh, one of our writers. I'm putting this in the chat log for those of you who want to download it. And then, uh, of course, Claude Alexander Conlon is our founder. Um, and there, there's a whole lot of other um, there's a whole lot of other uh, authors in New Thought. Um, so uh, uh, these gentlemen wrote um, many books. You know, there's also um, uh, a fairly famous book called the uh, the uh, the Magic Key or something like that. That uh, you, you can find it in the back of uh, to this day. I think you can find it in the back of men's magazines. Uh, the Magic Key to Wealth or something like that, and it's a it's a New Thought book. You can still find it in the back of um, like National Enquirer and uh, World Weekly News used to find it. And it was written back in the 20s. It was a new thought book, and it was a law of attraction. It was a law of attraction book. Uh, but they all say the same thing. And this is the bottom line. The, the very bottom line is that mental states manifest in reality. If you think about depression and you think about anger and you think about hate, these things are going to pop up in your life. If you fret and you're anxious all the time, these things are going to pop up in your life. And if you think about thoughts of success, and you think about thoughts of prosperity, and you think about thoughts of happiness, these things will pop up in your life. Uh, here's another author, uh, Florence Scoville Shin, who wrote a lovely little book. <coughs> she wrote several. Uh, the one I really liked was uh, The Game of Life and How to Play It. Notice not how to win it, but how to play it. And uh, she said, you know, when you save up for a rainy day, um, that rainy day will inevitably occur. So you should not save up for a rainy day <laughs> because you're manifesting that rainy day. Uh, you should save up for something positive. So uh, to that end, uh, my wife and I, we save up for our eventual retirement to uh, Italy or something. You know, we... We don't, we don't save up for a rainy day. If you're preparing for a disaster, that disaster will inevitably occur. So you don't do that. That's one of the law of correspondences. And uh, so we we don't do that. We don't save up for a disaster because that disaster will inevitably come. And, you know, I never had a fund for my car breaking down. My car has never broken down, and it's a 1998 Honda with 300,000 miles on it. I have an emergency fund, and uh, that emergency fund is very vague. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's, and I've had emergencies uh, of vague natures occur, but uh, my car has never broken down. I, I, now, I take it into the shop two times a year to be checked on. You know, I do preventive maintenance because it's a foolish person who doesn't, but that car has never broken down, and it's because I don't have a fund for specifically for my car. Uh, I don't, as my grandmother used to say, borrow trouble, and we'll talk about that sort of thing more next week. Let's do station identification as we sign off. See, uh, in the streets of Beverly Smith coming up. See you next week. LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Ruler Hour with Catherine Irwin and Conjurman Ali, Sundays 3 to 4.30, Candelo's Corner with Candelo Camusa and Michael Carell, Mondays 5 to 7, the Crystal Silas League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, 
in the streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7. Bitter Foxy with Madame Naya and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays 6 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursday 6 to 7.30. The Wish the Priestess in the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Friday 6 to 7. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Western, Saturdays 5 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curie Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Thank you.